This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I am Shia Diamond and this is Billboard Pridecast. Here with the amazingly talented Alaska Thunderfuck talking about tipping your drag queens virtually and talking about making money at the porn shop. Let's talk about it. So I would like to welcome Alaska. Can I say your, can I even say your name live? Can I just say your name? Yes. Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> yes, that's the full, that's the full legal name. Yes. Yes, I love it. The government name, yeah. Right, right. You know, how you gonna call me by my government? <laughs> <laughs> how did you come up with the name Alaska Thunderfuck? Well, like most of the things in my career, I stole it. I stole it from the name of a strain of marijuana. And it's called Alaskan Thunderfuck. And it's really nice if you can ever get your hands on it. And it's a really robust um, strain of weed and it grows outside, which I recently learned. But I, I heard the name and I was like, well, consider that stolen. And I stole it. And so it has served you well. So speaking of your celebrity and are you still dealing with, you know, I remember you from Drag Race or are you building your own through music, you know, a new name, you know, like what's happening? Are you escaping drag and drag con or are, are you embracing all that? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see it as wanting to escape it. I, I enjoy Drag Race and I enjoy being part of that, like, phenomenon that is like exploding and mm -hmm. i mean i don't have any false impression that that i would have the the career or whatever you want to call it without drag race and so like i exist with drag race i love drag race i support the kingdom and i work within it i love it i'm not trying to escape it i love it i think you're like one of the the most well-known drags Okay, great. I like that. Well, it's so, it's so weird because people are like, oh, so you're like famous. Or and I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm popular and that's great. You're, I don't, you're a fucking icon. It's, I don't, that's very like, that's lovely. Of you. I think about drag con, I think about competition, right? So I think okay. about, do you see those moments where somebody's going to snatch that number one spot away and be like, okay. Okay, now I'm the new Beyonce bitch. Right, there is that sort of like, there's always that, but but I'm like, we're really all like on it together. And so I think it's good to just celebrate anyone who's in our lane that is succeeding in any way. Like a victory for one of us is a victory for all of us because ultimately we're all walking the same path and we're all like, going we're all doing it so i don't like to be like oh who's who's the number one or whatever because it's always when i have moments of jealousy i always try to remind myself like do you think like do you think rihanna gets upset 
if someone has more, if like Lady Gaga has more Twitter followers than her or something, which I don't know the numbers, but do you think they like sit around and they're upset and they're like, oh, if only I had that, then I would be like making it. Because like from the outside perspective, it's like, no, like Rihanna is a thing in her own right. Madonna is a thing in her own right. Beyonce is a thing in her own right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're all like, we're all doing the same thing. And speaking it's, of all those amazing people, out of all those people, how many of them do you know? Now, I know that your besties were Lady Gaga. Is that confirmed? Well, uh, we've taken three selfies together. So yeah, we are really good friends. <laughs> uh, no, like, no, I really, I like, I really love her work and it has inspired me a lot. And um, it continues to do so. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, are we like really close friends? No, but like I've met her and she's lovely and, and really cool and works really hard and is really talented and just has given so much to me and to like a lot of people. So, What about work, 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 work? Do you know Rihanna? <laughs> I don't, but she's awesome. Uh, I like her. Uh... So, so who's your who to know list? Who do you know in these streets? Yeah, because I see you like literally everywhere. When I turn my TV on, there's a there's Alaska Thunderfuck somewhere on my TV. I mean, like that's great. I love that, girl. No, I mean famous <laughs> people scare me. I get really intimidated, <laughs> and I just want to like, I just want to like get away, so I don't, you know, you so I don't. It's all fake. It's, it's all an act. It's, oh, oh, it is. <laughs> so can you talk about your journey moving here trying to obtain this this dream yeah i mean i moved to los angeles because i i was living in pittsburgh and that's where i went to school and i was really feeling like i need to get I need to get out of this place where I was like getting called a faggot just for like walking down the street and like being who I am and presenting how. So, so I had this fantasy that like moving to a, a large city, like it was either going to be LA or New York. And mm -hmm. if I did that, then like I would escape that, you know, that feeling of like getting, getting like harassed or whatever, just for being who I am. And I mean, I guess a little bit it changed, but that was the main reason why I wanted to move to a big city. And then it was like, okay, well, you're in LA, so what are you gonna do? What what am I doing? So I I thought like for a for five seconds I was gonna be an actor. And then I realized the amount of work and discipline and like pounding the pavement and rejection that goes into being an actor. And I was like, I can't, I, I, do, I didn't have the strength for that. <laughs> so I was doing drag just as like, sort of to feed my soul because I was like, I was directionless. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing out here. What, what, what the fuck am I doing? So I did drag just to, to like nourish myself. And then I ended up, you know, meeting people and getting jobs doing drag. And so I was like, maybe this is something I can pursue. And then Drag Race existed around the same time. Okay. So before that time, you know, can we take it back to your porn store days? Yeah. Because I want to talk about it only because, like, I worked at one when I was living in Memphis. 
No way. When I, when I was like like researching you, I was like, you know what? I like this. And I, love how I stumbled upon your interview and you were talking about uh, working in the store. And, you know, I, I had some of the same experiences. And so yeah. would you like to talk a little bit about just working in that industry? Well, I had a fantasy that it was just going to be like amazing. It was going to be like, sex and excitement and like uh, but it was just like any other job except you know instead of stocking i don't know shoes you're stocking pictures of you know hardcore penetration videos or whatever so it was just like any job it was a it was a lot of work it was long hours it was just trying to get through the day but I mean, Did you ever have, have to have to chase somebody out for 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 breaking the rules in the back? I think Circus of Books was way more crazy, and there was like a lot more action going on before I was ever there. <laughs> like they used to have back rooms, and they used to have okay. like booths, <laughs> and like if you worked there, it was your job to clean up the booths, which I don't know that I would be able to like handle. I couldn't do that either. Then like it was a yeah. part they tried to make that a part of the job and I would say probably not. You know, yeah. I can stock the shelves, yeah. Uh-huh. I can put the little videotape in so the customers when they come in they can watch. Yes. You know, and you know, and get them I can do all that stuff. I can, I can count the money. <laughs> I can get people back their change correctly. Exactly. But cleaning that up. <laughs> Cleaning up biohazardous, like, no, pro- no, I'm not the one. Thank you, though. <laughs> and I had the same fantasy, too, that you had, that it was just going to be like this dream job. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. It was just like any other job. And, like, watching the movie Circus of Books on Netflix, I learned so much because, like, I wasn't, I didn't really, I didn't know the whole backstory of Karen and Barry and, like, their journey and what, what they did for like the community and like so it was really great i i love the movie not just because i'm in it that's just the that's just like a happy bonus but it's fascinating their their story is really fascinating so we can catch this on netflix yeah and i'm the thumbnail <laughs> yes come on it's the real thumbnail <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, I want to kind of like dig into your personal life and um, into your love life if I can. Oh my gosh, okay, sure. Yeah. Someone named Sharon. Oh, yes, I've heard of her. <laughs> you you want to talk about it a little bit? We want to know are you single? Are you for the catching right now? Or, well, I mean, the the saga of Sharon in Alaska is like is is very fascinating, um, and I and I love it. Um, and now it exists inside of RuPaul's Drag Race in perpetuity. So we haven't been together for a whole bunch of years, but in the world of Drag Race, like like people still write us and they're like, "You guys are such a cute couple. I hope I can be like you." Like okay, work. Oh, cool. you know, we, uh, we always find like this 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 couple on TV, and we just want to emulate it. We want to be that. Yes. And so we and we want them to always to be together. Yeah, and it was. I mean, and we're really good friends now. Like we talk on the phone all the time, and I love her so much. But it was 
it was an important time in my life in in both of our lives you know and we just sort of we we struggled a lot when we were together we didn't have we didn't have money we didn't have like but we had each other and we had our close-knit community in Pittsburgh and we had our our little bar the blue moon where we would do shows and we had creative freedom and so like we would work our ass off during the week doing whatever day jobs we could get and then we got to just like creatively explode on Saturday night at the blue moon and it brought our community of like queer folks together and it was just, it was like a really special time. It was really inspiring to me. It's still inspiring to me. And so, so yeah, I mean, I, I'll always, I'll always cherish that time that we had together. Okay. In the interview from The Advocate, you said, in another world, you could see yourself with the woman and building a life together. It's less oh. about the parts. I love hearts, not the parts. That's tea. Uh, that's true. So uh, you would? Well, especially like the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? It's more about, I don't know, like for me, it's like about trust and it's about like stability and it's about like someone who I, I know is like going to be there for me. And it's less about like, what do you look like in your photos on Instagram? Like I literally couldn't give a fuck. You know, so I could, you know, I could see that I, I don't, I don't, it's less about like, it's more about like how a person or a, a, a partner makes me feel and less about like what the fucking outside is. So for people who can't see you, you're absolutely gorgeous in and out of drag. So you have your pick of the freaking litter, to say, you know, to say that it's it's not about you know, someone's outside appearance, that it is about their genuine heart. I think yeah. that's amazing. Um, Thanks. And you were on this show called Cooked with Cannabis. Yeah. That I out. So what was your experience like on that show? And can you talk about, was that food really good, eating those courses, and yes. breaking your, your, um, your vegan... Oh my God. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, I'm okay. First of all, I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian, I'm sorry. <laughs> and there are a lot of great reasons to be vegetarian. I'm also like, I'm also kind, kind of a fake vegetarian in the sense that every Thanksgiving I eat turkey. That's when I break the rules. But I just, I do it for like health reasons and I just, I just feel better and like my body just works better and I think everybody's different. But that's the main reason why I'm vegetarian. But I was on Cooked with Cannabis and when I tell you the food was so good, everyone's food. And it was like, and it wasn't just because we were getting kind of buzzed by the end, which we were, but it was just like, these chefs are really, really amazing. And the food was so good. And I was just like watching everyone like dig into this. What was it, lamb? It was lamb. You predicted the winner. I did, cause she was the best. She was really knowledgeable about like how she was dosing everything. She really was like able to explain it. 
and her food was fucking so good. Mm. The I How can't get on a show like that. I mean, like I like to eat. I, I know like, you should I, be on I, it. I like to eat, you know. I like my good cannabis too, you know. Whatever, we have you one night, you know. You should be on it. You should tell them you want to be on it. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I would. I would go back with you. Okay, great. I would go back anytime when I tell you that I'm the food is amazing. And the show turned out really good. I liked it. Oh, you are so amazing on TV. Like you are like an amazing personality. And so when I watch you, I'm like, oh my God, I enjoy this. I enjoy this. <laughs> so talking about um um mainstream, and you said the the goal is not to be mainstream, the goal is to be human. Okay. Wow. How poetic. Where, when did I say that? I love that. It was. I mean, it applies. And, and, you, and it was like a, a few of the queens, you, you guys were doing an interview. Okay. And I believe it's... Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. And I don't... And I, I agree that the goal isn't... The goal isn't to be mainstream. The goal is to serve the audience that we have. I mean, for me... So I'm not trying to appeal to some mysterious demographic that's out there. Like I, I just, I want to create content that my people will like. Mm -hmm. And so if other people catch on and join the party, then like fears, great, love it. But it's not like trying to appease some like mass mysterious audience. Can you sing a little bit of pussy? I love your pussy, I think you're pretty. I love your pussy, don't you? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's an underrated hit. Oh my God. When Justice I went for pussy. When what? I went to your music roster, mm -hmm. there was anus. Can you sing a, a snippet of anus? <laughs> Drop it down low, let me feel it in your pussy. I mean, it's good, right? It was so good. It's it was good. So good, and so good to the point that 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 I that I did download it. So <laughs> thank you for that. But you know, it's like your music is it's it's I don't know it it's it's another part of our community that we don't get a chance to see much of. Like, you know, I right. we all have something to introduce when it comes to music and something new. So, like, you can go through a whole roster of LGBTQ artists and get your life. That's true. So no matter what mood you are in, country, rock, yes. soul, the sexual vibe, mm -hmm. you know, you can get it. You can and find so, it. Yeah, you can find it. And so I appreciate your music so much. Can you do a little bit of pound cake? Um, sure. I mean, the lyrics of this are li literally like la 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 la. la. It's very. I mean, it's a fuck. It's designed for a fucking you know stuffed doll. So the lyrics are just la 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 over and over again, <laughs> like an insane circus. <laughs> so, do you have fun when you're performing on stage? I have the most fun. It's something, you know, I being in like quarantine land as we as we all are, 
I don't miss um, airplanes and I don't miss traffic. Those are things that I have not missed once, but something I really miss is like being on stage and with people. I love it. I mean, it's, it's very empowering and, and seeing people's faces and seeing people move and, and I don't know, come together and like be, be brought together by the, by drag. And like, I love that. And I love, yes, I love performing a lot. So how are you doing spiritually and mentally? Um, I know pig did a big drag fest online. How was that? Well, um, we're still doing it. I mean, it's been great because we, I get to do drag. And so like drag for me has been like sort of the savior in all this in like keeping busy and, um, and connecting with people. So it's a, it's a way of like, yes, we're like, we're all isolated, but for a brief amount of time for 30 minutes, we all get to like be in the same place and sort of sharing the same thing. So it's, connection during this time of like separation which has been like lifeblood and has been really amazing plus we get to be just like so so dumb and creative and just like I'm using whatever is around the house to make the show happen which has always been my drag like aesthetic since the beginning so it it just that part of it has been really great so like drag has been like Drag has been the savior and, and during all this for me. But a, a lot of your income comes from like appearances, like a, a lot of mine comes from appearances. Yeah. What are you doing now um, to, to pay the bills? You know, uh, doing this virtual showbiz. Right. I mean, you know, Digital Drag Fest has been great for that. Um, but we also we also use that because I know that not a lot of people, not everybody has the opportunity. So we're using the opportunity to also like move money around within the drag community. So we do this thing, whenever we do a digital drag show, we do this thing called Dollars for Divas and it's basically like a lottery. And if you put your name in, um, we pick your name and then we pick like a, a prize amount and we just send out, we send out like money to drag queens and then we share their Venmo or whatever. So it's like, it's important to keep the money flowing amongst drag queens and like performers and our community because, you know, nightlife got closed down. So that happened instantly. So we're just trying to like keep it, keep it moving around. So what do you think that the future will look like for, for drag? Oh my God, I don't know. I, I literally don't know. I, how long until precinct is open again, you know, like bars, like collective gathering places. We don't know how long it's going to be until that happens, but I hope that happens again. And when it does, I would like to, in my, in my fantasy mind, I would like to just imagine sort of like a, just like a, a respect and a reverence for what that means, the ability to get together in, in a club. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll be less of this when we're at the club and we're at the bar. It'll be less I of doubt this. it. 
Yeah, you're probably you're right. right. You're probably right. But like in my fantasy mind, I would just <laughs> like it to be because like I know when I'm able to walk into precinct or Fubar or wherever again, I'm gonna be overwhelmed with like how much this has meant to me and how I never really noticed noticed because it was always there. Is like getting to be together with with our community in a place. Okay, what is RuPaul like? I've I've never met RuPaul. What is RuPaul like? He's like he is on the show. I think he they. I mean, it's it's what what you're seeing there is. I mean, is what he is. He's very. Um, he runs the show like a really tight ship, and he makes it look so easy and mm-hmm. so effortless, but. He's really the, you know, he's the central person. He knows the name of everybody who's working on behind the camera or on set or whatever. Um, And he's very funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, He loves to fucking laugh. And so, like, what you see is, what you see there is, is how he is. So there's never any claw moments to where you did so weird. Everybody's like... No, because they would show it. On, they show it on TV if that ever does happen, because it's good TV. You know, sort of like snap out of it. I don't want to hear any more goddamn excuses. Like you, just, they show it. You know. <laughs> so, you have any upcoming pro- projects that you can tell us about? Um. Sure. I mean, I have a podcast too. Um, Willem and I do a podcast and it's called Race Chaser. And basically we just, we get to watch our favorite show, Drag Race, and then we get to talk about it. Um, But uh, the kids love it. We put out an episode every Wednesday and every Friday. And we're, we're luckily able to do that. Like, like we're doing this right now. We're able to do it remotely. So um, we're able to carry on with it which has been great. Um, so yeah, and I mean, we're continuing the Digital Drag Fest. It's still going on. You, uh, you can check my Instagram, which is the only Alaska 5000, and then um, you can find out like what we're doing and yeah. where we're going to I'm following both of y'all. I, I actually watched the, watched the show. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, great. Yeah, I'm following both of y'all. So I, I know. Love. I think I've seen it on Willems. Okay, yeah. Perfect. But I think I'm following both of you. Please do. If I'm not. I'm going to follow you anyway. But okay, you know, I'm, I'm pretty Same. sure. <laughs> uh, what's next for, uh, for, for your music? Well, um, there might be there might be a new song coming out. So just be on the lookout. Mm. So I can't say any more about it, um, but just be on the lookout for it. And it's it's kind of a perfect song for this like quarantine-ass moment that we're all going through. We, we should be getting this song pretty soon. Maybe, I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> Who pushed you? Who, go, you know, what was that moment you said, you said that, hey, I'm gonna do this shit. Well, um, I mean, it was very much, uh, it was very much like in, in sync with RuPaul's Drag Race 
And so like that happened. And then it was sort of like, after that happened, it was after like, after season five, it was like, well, what do we do? What do we do now? And so then there was like, then the opportunity to do an album came out and I, it was, it was scary to me, but that's why I wanted to do it because I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what this is going to be like or sound like, or who's going to care or if anyone's going to listen to it. And so we just sort of like, I just sort of like threw myself into it and we did it and it was really great. And the kids loved it. And like the, I mean, I loved it and it's, and it just started this journey of like, creating music. I was doing music before Drag Race too, but not on this, like, I, I never, you know, I always wanted to put out an album, but it actually happened. And I, and I think in a, a large part because of happened. So, you know, so it's something I love and something I just, I, I'm going to keep doing. Okay. So we're going to be hosting a virtual prom in June. What song do you absolutely want to hear or who do you want to see perform? Oh my gosh. Um, I want to hear um, Crazy For You by Madonna because it's such a good prom dance song. Mm -hmm. Like such a slow dance kind of like disco ball and like fog kind of dancing song. So <laughs> I need to hear that. Um, and who do I want to see perform? I don't know. Um, Pablo Vitar. Who? Pablo Vitar. From, she's she's this Brazilian like drag pop star, and she's like so huge and so amazing. Um, so like she'd be great, or like it could be like like an early 2000s high school movie and you could get like a band, like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or something. That would be great. Nice. Like the Cardigans or something. So what do you think uh, life will be like after COVID-19? Do you think there'll be a sense of, of, of normalcy? Do you think we'll be able to get back, you know? And do you think... Yeah that our, our, our leaders are doing um, everything they possibly can right now to uh, combat this. I mean, I would like to think that it it is an awakening and a moment of like stopping and taking a breath and reflecting about like what what is life really about? Because ultimately life isn't about the markets and isn't about commerce and economic ceaseless economic expansion that is not ultimately the meaning of why we're here on this earth and so like i would like to see that as like a reckoning and an awakening uh because it's something that's affecting everyone around the world so like dream like dream world i would love to see that happening do do i think that's happening with our particular leaders in this country no but that's what voting is for you know that's what mm -hmm. that's where you know that's where we get an opportunity to to make changes i, I, I love that so 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 who if, if i can ask you who are you voting for 
Well, the you know, the blue guy, I, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean you better say that. <laughs> the blue guy. How are you keeping busy doing COVID-19? Doing drag, you know, drag has been the, the thing. It it really is keeping me busy it, to the point where now I'm like, I need to like chill out because I've been just sort of saying yes to everything. And, the, you know, and so I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm I'm too busy and I'm getting stressed out. And it's like we're on quarantine. Like it shouldn't be like that. So now it's like right. I'm just I'm still finding a balance. But drag is keeping me busy. Definitely. So, so, so out of your busy life, you know, um, getting out of your schedule a little bit, um, what do you do for R&R? What do you watch on TV? Oh, um, we just started watching Hollywood, which is the new um, Ryan Murphy show on Netflix. Oh, I heard a little bit of something, something, something about that. It's really good. I really liked it. Um, we were just a couple episodes in. Um, we're watching We're Here, and we oh, are loving it. Oh, I'm loving it. It's so loving good. It. Congratulations oh. on being a part of it. I mean, the it's it's really really good. It makes me so. It brings me so much joy on so many levels. Like it's it's really. It's good ass work. This it's is just TV really good. I can be proud of. I can say yes. Like we make some change. We make some difference. And yes. every episode, some something is happening magical. Yes. So yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to see what happens. Like I, oh my god, it's it's really turning it. I love it. Um, Life yeah. is a drag right now. What? Life is a fucking drag right now. Like when you look at everything, like in a good way. Yeah. You know, you know, like literally life is a drag, you know, and you look at everything around you. Um, drags are taking over the world. It's a good thing. Because it brings thing. It's it a brings good joy. Thing. Everything on... else is fucking boring. <laughs> That's everything that else is fucking boring. Let's well, see. Variety, honey. And exactly. So, Everybody being themselves, mm -hmm. um, bringing um, our acronym um, visibility. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never a bad thing. You know, exactly. I believe um, variety is a spice of life. Everything mm -hmm. else is black and white, honey. It's boring. It's shades yeah. gray. And when we bring our rainbow, honey, <laughs> it's the life of the party. I mean, like, I mean, yes. could you imagine a life without the LGBTQ? It would look a fuck of a lot different. Boring. <laughs> yes. Boring. Yes. So I would like to probe a little bit more about what's happening um, in, in, in drag world virtually, because you said that you were busy. Yeah. I wanted to know what kind of opportunities are available during this time. Well, that's the thing about drag, you know? I mean, drag is ever-changing and completely like adaptable and um resourceful like drag queens are very resourceful so so as soon as they said you know what all the bars and clubs are closed down i think the very next day drag queens were like all right we're doing digital drag shows here we go 
because drag queens will figure out a way to get tipped no matter what. Come plague, famine, uh, you know, war or locusts. They will figure it out. So, the, you know, I mean, I just, Ray Latre is doing um, an Instagram live show like three times a week, which I've done and I've been a part of. And um, it's really great and really entertaining. And I'm sort of like, this is like, this is better than like, t- like a, a lot of TV shows that are on right now. It's, it's very like real. It's happening live. Um, it's for our community and it's by our community. And it's also, like I said before, it's that way of like sharing, sharing the wealth. So everybody's Venmo gets put up and like they do a number and they, and we get to like tip our favorite Queens and connect with them that way. Um, bitch put in who, um, won Dragula. Um, she does a weekly show on Twitch, which is also like a digital drag show, which I've also done. And um, it's really, I mean, it's amazing to watch. And it's, it's really inspiring to see how drag queens are just like, like taking this opportunity that's like, I, I mean, it's disastrous and it's horrible, but they're, they're taking it as an opportunity to be creative and to like share what they do and, and like bring connection. And also, like, fucking to keep working during all this time. So it's very inspiring. I love that. Well put. Who are you listening to nowadays? Why have I been so obsessed with Madonna lately? It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Madonna's always been there, and I've always, like, I've always been a fan, but... For some reason, the, the quarantine has got me in a deep Madonna phase, and I'm sort of going down the hole of like, I want to listen to the album Bedtime Stories all the way through, and I want to, I want to watch her like, we watched her tour, uh, her Sticky and Sweet tour, just to watch it. I don't know. I'm having a Madonna moment. It's it's crazy. Okay, so throw a bone. Okay, this is your, your 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 opportunity to pass the plate to one of the queens. Um, one of the queens that's not um, well known. Who would you throw it to? Who would you pass the plate to? Uh, to? Oh, uh, as far as what? Like who people should go and send money to right now? Even that, <laughs> you know, I was saying who should they know? I mean, if you don't know Rhea Latre. I would say, like, get into her. That's R-H-E-A-L-I-T-R-E. She is, and she has always been, like, the hardest working queen that I know. And she's a fixture in Hollywood and West Hollywood. And she gives so much to the community and works really, really hard. So, like, if you don't follow her on Instagram or wherever, you really should. And she also provides us quality programming. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific yes. time. Yes. Okay. So um, so can you give us an Alaska uh, Thunderfuck um, fun fact and a fan fact? A fan fact is uh, where, you know, the weirdest thing happened with one of your fans. A fun fact is where, where it's just something we may not know about you that you know, would be pretty interesting 
Um, uh, okay, well, I'll start with the fan, the fan fact. The fan fact, um, there's, there's a fan uh, in, um, in the UK, and um, his name is Teddy, and one of my first shows over there, I signed his butt, okay, because, you know, that's, that's what we do. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of my job. But he, he said, I'm going to go get this tattooed. And I was like, sure you are. Okay, whatever. Um, anyway, and then he came back the next time I was over there, and he got it, my signature tattooed on his butt. And he still comes to every single show. Um, and now I, you know, I know him and his boyfriend. And, um, so, I mean, that, that's like, that's a really like fantastic fan moment that I just, I love. And I love that too. So every time he's laying with his boyfriend, he's like, oh, this is I'm the life baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, a fun fact. Oh my God. I don't know. I was I, I was expecting something like, hey, like when I go to the club, I take my shirt off and I throw it in the air or something. No, I used to. I used to take my shirt and my pants off, but now no, 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 I just keep it on now. Thank you so much, Alaska, for joining the show. Of course. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. She a queen. She a goddess, she a diamond. Yes. <laughs> this was Alaska Thunderfuck. Yes, mm -hmm. I said it right. Thunderfuck. Yes. It with me. Thunderfuck. Thunderfuck. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing talking with you. Thank you very much. It's such a pleasure. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.